This is the Making Things Better podcast where we talk all things automation and manufacturing with our host from J Automation, the one, the only, Eric Martin. Take it away, Eric. Welcome, Joe, to the uh, to our podcast. Really appreciate you taking the time. Welcome. Thanks for having me, Eric and Michael. Uh, happy to be here. And I'm looking forward to our chat uh, about Innovation Canada and uh, some of the programming and funding that's available to businesses. Good stuff. Well, let's get right into it here. So uh, first kind of question to get things going is uh, what are what are the biggest questions that you get about funding? Yeah, definitely. So, uh, I mean, just to give a, a, a brief intro, uh, I'm with Innovation Canada. I'm a senior innovation advisor. Uh, there's about 30 of us across Canada in all the major cities. And, uh, you know, we work uh, with businesses, a lot of manufacturers, a lot of uh, uh, SMEs uh, with regards to funding and programming. And, you know, fundamentally, the, a lot of companies come to us because, uh, you know, they need some assistance. They, they, they know that the government has a bunch of programs. And they want some clarity on that. So, uh, you know, what can the government do for me or what's available that I can take advantage of? Those are the sort of uh, questions we always get from uh, from uh, businesses. So you've mentioned before in our talks about the accelerated uh, uh, growth service program. Um, maybe give a little overview as to what that is and, and what funding options are available um, with that and, and in general with other things that are available. Yeah, so um, basically, an uh, accelerated growth service is the main uh, program that we offer at um, Innovation Canada. Of course, we're open to dealing with all businesses. We work with uh, businesses uh, from some, uh, you know, through local economic development offices, through uh, some of the uh, regional incubators. Uh, companies contact us through the call center and get directed to us. So we service all businesses. Accelerated growth services when we're working with a particular type of business and trying to do a whole of government approach uh, to servicing that business. So typically it's a company, uh, you know, in the past it used to be revenues of 5 million and above. We've kind of sort of opened it up to all businesses, but it's Businesses that are, um, you know, going through some significant growth, possibly moving towards scaling that business. And uh, what we try to do is coordinate one meeting uh, or presentation where that business gets together with partners such as Business Development Canada, uh, Export Development Canada, uh, National Research Council, uh, Global Affairs through their export programs. Um, in Southern Ontario, we have FedDev that has a lot of programs. Myself at Innovation Canada, and sometimes you know we bring in like provincial or local representatives as well, and that gives the company the opportunity to present once to all of these different partners. And um, you know, I, I like to say that there's a sort of magic that happens at those meetings where um, you know I'm sort of coordinating coordinating between these partners, and it could be you know National Research uh, Center with some of their programs and how they combine with uh, what Global Affairs might have or uh, BDC and how some of their financing options uh, uh, match up with some of the programs at, let's say, FedDev or, or NRC, uh, for instance. So, so basically, we're trying our best to have companies uh, pitch their company once to uh, all the different partners and trying to get the partners to brainstorm as far as solutions for that company. Okay, now very interesting. With that is... Um is there a certain mindset or that uh, that a company or or a person should uh, 
approach to finding out or, you know, I presume when people are connecting with it, they're trying to get the most out of funding. So is there a certain mindset that the, the individual or a company is in to doing this? Yeah. So, I mean, for one, the, uh, myself, someone like myself as a senior innovation advisors and all my colleagues across Canada, you know, we all come back, come from a business background. Many of us have been entrepreneurs. We've okay. run our own businesses or, or, you know, a number of, uh, my colleagues have come from executive roles within business. So we get what business is all about. So for one, any business that comes to us, you're going to get that sort of clarity. You're going to be speaking to someone that gets it, that's been in your shoes. Uh, and that needs that clarity when it comes to certain programs and, and funding opportunities. As far as accelerated growth service goes, uh, I like to see those businesses that are working at developing and furthering the relationship uh, with all of these partners. You know, I've been on a lot of accelerated growth services where, um, you know, businesses, they know they're representative at BDC, but maybe they didn't develop that relationship further or the same thing with EDC. And it's when you develop that relationship that, uh, you know, they're better, they're better able to service you and, and you're better able as a business to understand what you can get out of, uh, those different partners. Um, and, you know, and the same sort of discussion goes with Nas National Research Council. You know, these are the IRAP ITAs, which are the advisors that meet with companies. They all come from an engineering background. They want to get to know the businesses. They want to see the manufacturing floor and the processes and those sort of things. So, again, there's a process of building a relationship, getting familiar with uh, with one another and sort of uh, having that right matchmaking opportunity where you're bringing the programs and opportunities to a business that really needs it and, and responding to their needs. Oh, very interesting. I, I mean, I hear you, you, you mentioned a few times there about uh, building relationships. Uh, I, I can imagine that some people may think of funding as you fill out an application and someone stamps it approved or not approved. But from what I'm hearing from you is it's about wanting to help that business succeed. Can you, can you dive in a little bit more on that? What, what, a, what a kind of a conversation could look like for a company and, 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 and maybe even why, you, why this is successful this way? Yeah. And so, I mean, a lot of what you said there with the application and stamping it and approving it, you know, that does go on right behind the scenes. There are the people, all these program managers that they're the ones that are receiving the applications, reviewing it, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, what I'm talking about on the relationship side is, you know, I work with businesses and I'm that first uh, entity that they speak to about a certain program. And I may be able to understand in speaking with the business if a program is suitable or not. So, you know, I'm only going to direct the business to a funding opportunity if I see that that business has a, a chance of getting that right, uh, you know, and assisting them in directing them towards uh, the proper application. Um, the other, th the other important thing to take away from that relationship building, you know, we just went through COVID and there were a number of programs, a lot of wonderful programs actually that came out of COVID because the mindset of government and especially economic development towards businesses changed with COVID. And a lot of the programs were responsive towards the particular needs of businesses in this moment. Um, and so, you know, there were opportunities, for instance, last year that I was reaching out to a lot of the businesses I worked with on accelerated growth service to direct them to a program because I was familiar with that business. I had developed a relationship with that business. And once I got familiar with the uh, 
eligibility requirements of these new programs, I already knew which businesses would probably be uh, best suited for that, right? And and so that's where the relationship building is important in, in you know having someone like myself or the NRC IRAP ITA familiar with the businesses so that we can reach out when the, the, the right programs come out. Okay. Yeah, no, that's good. Yeah, very interesting. Um, I, I'm, I'm thinking about funding. You'd mentioned with the Accelerated Growth Program, at one point it, it had kind of a, a cap at $5 million. Uh, in, in general, for for the Accelerated Growth Program and from your experience, do you need to do you need to actually have revenue? You know, for people listening in, do you need to have a revenue before you can even go for funding? Yeah, I mean, uh, accelerated at the end of the day, accelerated growth service is for businesses that have revenue, that have uh, a history of being in business and conducting business. You know, those are the the, the companies that we're going to be working with. Um, you know, when we talk about a business that might not have a revenue, you know, that's going to be that sort of uh, unicorn business that's uh, got a lot of possibly uh, venture capital behind it and a, and a very innovative solution that they're going to bring forward. And they have a really good business plan that's going to launch this product or service uh, in the near future. Um, you know, for, for most businesses, yes, uh, you need to have some revenue and a, a good track record of conducting some good business. Um, like I said, and, you know, accelerated growth service will be a little bit different for different businesses. If you're a larger company with large revenues, uh, possibly it's, uh, reconnecting you with, with partners, reconnecting you to programs that maybe you've lost sight on, um, and expanding opportunities there. If you're some of the smaller SMEs that are more in that 5 million or just below or just above, uh, it might be the situation where you're connecting with partners for the first time and establishing those uh, newfound relationships and, and developing that. Um, and, you know, a lot of times, sometimes accelerated growth services, even, uh, you know, I've, I've had some businesses that uh, possibly connected with one of the partners on a funding opportunity and not with the others, um, just because that uh, particular funding opportunity responded to their immediate need. Um, and so it's, it gives, again, it gives clarity to businesses as far as who they ought to be working with, uh, and how they ought to be working with the, those partners. Okay. Yeah, no, that's very good. Yeah, I can imagine, um, with, with this, the, the level that you get out of this isn't just the, the funding side, as you had mentioned about relationship. Um, there seems to be a high value in, in, uh, helping a business learn along the track, especially you mentioned, um, with people who are business entrepreneurs, such as yourself, who who have a business mind, is there is there any kind of examples examples you can give where um, where someone's come in and they've received some business advice, they've uh, been able to acquire information or being connected with someone that wasn't necessarily just funding through this. Oh, yeah, definitely. For sure. I mean, a lot of times uh, I'll have businesses that come in and uh, it could be as simple as, um, you know, they've got a new product or service and they haven't developed the standards around that product. Uh, and so then connecting them to um, um, uh, Standards uh, Council of Canada and a representative there that gives them a little bit of more uh, better clarity on that. Um, it could be as simple as, you know, I, I work with a lot of smaller companies that might be working on a SaaS uh, solution and you connect them with uh, Sengen, with it, which is the Center of Excellence for Next Generation Networks. 
And so, you know, that that's a company that goes in and begins a, a project where they're testing their application uh, before they're going to bring it to market, right? So uh, there's a lot of smaller things. Uh, sometimes uh, with the bigger companies, you know, I, I do have well-established accelerated growth service companies coming back to me. Um, and they are familiar with most of the partners, but but they know that they can connect with me and ask me uh, a frank question about a, a program or an issue that they have. And and uh, it's just reconnecting them to a, to a partner like FedDev. Like last year, when FedDev had the uh, regional recovery relief fund that was open to uh, uh, larger businesses, um, a few, a handful of businesses were in contact with me or I was in contact with them. And that opened up the door to something that they possibly weren't going to think about, you know, uh, uh, they weren't going to look into. Uh, FedDev recently just uh, launched the uh, Jobs and Growth Fund about a couple of weeks ago. And so this is an important fund that's available to companies in southern Ontario. And again, it's open pretty much to all businesses. And uh, there's repayable loans and non-repayable loans, depending on your business structure. Uh, so a really good opportunity for businesses to access uh, capital in, in, uh, during a recovery period. Okay. You know, I've been asking a few questions. At, at, if, if you were to share with a, a company, what, what would you say one of the, the, the big things that they would get out of uh, connecting with, with an advisor such as yourself? You know, it goes back to what I said before about that relationship, right? So once once you're speaking with yeah. an advisor, if it's myself or one of my colleagues, you know, you're on, your business is on the radar. You've got someone that can champion you uh, within government. Uh, you've got you've got someone that uh, has a better understanding of your business and understands your business from a business point of view. Uh, like I said, and so. Uh, you know, we're we're going to be the ones that are going to sort things out with, with regards to certain programs and opportunities uh, before you, before the business goes through the headaches of applying. Right. Um, so. So, again, uh, you know, I it, it, it's hard to give an answer to that, but I see it with myself and all my colleagues. You know, we're the go to people for a lot of businesses. Uh, um, uh, you know, and, and, and it, it comes from once you start having that conversation with either myself or, or someone similar as myself in a similar role, role um, the businesses get it, right? So, they, uh, you know, I have a lot of businesses that will pick up the phone and reach out to me or email me as soon as they hear something or, or, or they see something on, on the internet of a new program. Uh, and, and I'd be the first person to reach out to because so they know that they'll get the, the clear picture. Okay. So yeah, it sounds like like what you're saying is is the that you you in essence become a resource for that company to to aid them towards in an effort to be helping them to be successful. Have you have you ever seen um, where where companies connect with say such a like with an integrator such as ourselves or a design house or an engineering company in uh, trying to help a company move forward have you ever seen that kind of model or recommended that kind of model towards uh, a companies to to moving ahead in innovation or digital transformation in different ways to moving their companies yeah, for forward? sure i mean i don't have a concrete example that i can think of but i mean i i always like to keep the entrepreneurial hat on right so um, and going back to some of your earlier questions, you know, I've, I've helped businesses connect with, for instance, 
Innovative Solutions Canada, where there's, you know, cha challenge and testing streams. And the connection with someone like myself means that uh, you're going to have someone business-minded that you're going to be connecting with. Because once, what, sometimes once you go through one government program, you know, that government program may be for a smaller SME, but as you're building your business, then you need to graduate to other programs. And so I would be the one that would connect you best to that. As far as back to an integrator like yourself, uh, I've had many opportunities with businesses where I've, um, you know, they were looking at certain program opportunities or funding opportunities, and maybe it didn't fit with their business, but working with someone like yourself, it made sense. So sometimes the businesses have to think outside of their own internal box and think about who else do I work with? Is there a client I work with? Is there a supplier that I work with that this program makes better sense for them? And if they apply to that program, it means it's going to trickle down to my business or trickle up to my business. Uh, those are the sort of things businesses have to think about. Um, you know, when we think about, for instance, National Research Center, uh, I've had a couple of conversations with businesses where maybe they've tapped out their funding through IRAP and, uh, um, you know, have they put thought about other smaller businesses that they've, they're, they're, uh, in working in conjunction with and are those businesses tapping in? Because, you know, maybe the, the R and D money that's available to company X is tapped out, but, uh, funding opportunities for businesses that, uh, you work with. Uh, may be available. And again, if it's going to help them, it's going to probably help you, right? So uh, sometimes you, you need to think about those opportunities. Okay. Yeah, no, very interesting. The uh, Especially when you're looking at uh, trying to um, <clears throat> look at innovating your, your process or going through a transformation of uh, uh, things like Industry 4.0 and or, or um, digital transformation that um, that you need someone to help you within with with understanding how to design or even strategize before you can make sure that the funds that you're requesting will actually go in that are in, in a good direction to uh, being successful in that exactly. journey. Exactly, and you bring up a good point because business 4.0 digital transformation that's a key component of this new FedDev jobs and growth fund. Um, so definitely, you know, someone like yourself uh, in that landscape that could probably take advantage of the fund and all the businesses you're working with that could probably take advantage of the fund. You know, you can't have a better situation where, you know, let's say a, a group of four or five businesses that are working, collaborating together and all of them have been able to tap into some funding. That's going to do a phenomenal thing for, for the whole collective. Right. Uh, so that's and and and. We have to also understand that, uh, you know, a few years ago, the government of Canada announced the uh, super clusters. There's about, I think it's seven of them across Canada. And the whole super cluster uh, premise is built around, you know, companies working together, collaborating, bringing a project forward through the super cluster and getting funding. Right. Um, so so back to that FedDev jobs and uh, growth fund, uh, you know, that's definitely something that your business could take advantage of, plus the businesses you work with could take advantage of. And again, uh, if everybody's got a little bit, then it's going to go a lot further together. Stuff and if you have questions, uh, uh, who better to connect with is uh, with Joe uh, from Innovation Canada, and uh, and and uh, for sure, and then you're there to help them. One other question that kind of comes to mind is, um, some people may be wondering, you know, why why does the government do this? You know, what's the benefit of having these programs? 
Um, have you ever had that question? And, and presume some people would be interested in understanding yeah, why. Yeah, well, I mean, the government and, and all governments have a, a <clears throat> significant role to play in economic development. You know, it's fundamental. I've I've uh, I've run my own small businesses. I've consulted. I've worked for business. I've worked at local government, provincial, and now federal. Uh, you know, and all governments have their economic development office, and it's all about you know maintaining a, a sustainable, thriving uh, um, uh, community of businesses, right? And, and, and it pays back to the, the the tax base and all that, of course, right? And, and of course, we have to keep our our citizens employed and all that, right? Um, but it's really good that you bring up this question because you know pre-COVID we were in a pretty comfortable spot, things are clicking, and business is doing well. And a lot of the programs that come out of economic development, they come from these big groups like these economic tables and they sort of give you the, the direction of, you know, we need to go through a green economy and we need to think about uh, uh, digital this or that or whatever, right? So they have these really big ideas of, of how business should be moving. COVID happens and now it's back to the basics of like recovering and supporting business, right? So. Uh, you know, I go back to that jobs and growth fund because in it, there's a, a good portion about supporting businesses to recover. Right. And it, it, it is also helping um, some of the smaller startups um, that maybe didn't have uh, or don't have right now some revenues. And possibly they're doing that because, you know, it's it's better that someone with a business out there that could relaunch that business because we're opening up the economy again is better than having that business shut down and starting all over again or, or that person deciding to go uh, find employment in, a, in, a, in another business, right? So um, there is a, a little bit of a difference of what's going on now post-COVID as we're going into that post-COVID period uh, and the pre-COVID for sure. Okay. Yeah, no, very interesting. Yeah, it, I, I kind of see it too. Like as you're sharing that, uh, um, what comes to mind is 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 the government investing back into the industry like an accelerant and to to keep keep the wheel going and innovate. And so it's really exciting seeing uh, um, these things taking place and 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 seeing uh, people such as yourself available to help um, businesses with ideas who are. Uh, want to be innovative and want to uh, see Canada grow and be successful. So it's, it's really neat and, and uh, appreciate the role that you play yeah, in this. Definitely. And it's, you know, it's all about keeping a, a thriving and sustainable economy, right? So, I mean, we're, we're, it's great that we live in Canada where entrepreneurship is a key component of our uh, business culture um, that we renew uh, entrepreneurship on a regular basis. Uh, it's also great, I guess, that we have the American neighbor below us that, uh, um, you know, uh, keeps us uh, high on that competitive level, I guess. Uh, and then there's a lot of stuff that, that we have to worry about when we're competing with a, a big neighbor. And, the, you know, uh, you know, there's a lot of things we can get in, involved in there. But we're in a good, good place yeah. as far as Canada uh, promoting entrepreneurship and supporting businesses giving back to businesses, of course, because it gives back to all of us. And then, uh, you know, your business is in a small uh, eastern Ontario town and uh, your business supports your town and, and, and the businesses around you, of course, as well. Right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Is there anything that you'd like to to if, if you could kind of wrap up uh, 
the role you play and the passion that you have towards helping businesses, what would, what is something you'd like to, to close with in, in leaving? Is there, is there an idea or a thought that you'd like to leave or, or a challenge to, to the, uh, to the companies out there listening? Yeah. I mean, uh, I'm sure most of the businesses that, that, that we're going to speak to through this podcast, uh, you know, are already working with either their local economic development office or other advisors, you know, uh, it, the resources are out there, uh, the, the provincial advisors, the federal advisors, et cetera. We're here to listen. Like I said, uh, we come from a business uh, background, uh, so we understand where you're coming from. Um, and, uh, you know, we're, we're probably going to have an election coming up at the, in the fall. Uh, so things change. And, uh, you know, uh, there, there is renewal in government and then that renewal, uh, goes into economic development and the, the funding programs. So, so having a relationship with someone with myself is key because again, um, we're here to listen. We're here to understand. We're here to direct you to the opportunities that are available. And then when the renewal happens and new opportunities and new programs come out, we're here to give you clarity on those opportunities as well. Um, so uh, we're, we're thankful to work with business and uh, I'm always intrigued to, to hear from new businesses and, and, and give them a helping hand. One thing comes to mind. I'm not sure if, if, if it's a question you can answer. Um, people like numbers is if I ask the question, um, choose to answer, he'll cut this out. Joe, is there is there a certain size of funding that you've seen? Out of curiosity, like, is are we talking like one million, twenty, hundred, two hundred million dollars? What what kind of funding could a could a company look at or even fathomably um, exercise through doing it doing an application through the AGS? Yeah, well, it all depends. Okay, so AGS uh, it depends on the programs that are connected. Uh, I mean, a lot of companies get all sorts of different funding. So you go from really small to really large, depends on the project. Um, for certain companies, um, like for instance, the jobs and growth fund, at the end of the day, that's going to be a fund where a company is going to propose how much they need in order for a project to go forward. Uh, so a company needs to be reasonable, right? Uh, obviously, a company is going to come up with, you know, I need 500,000 to keep this project moving forward. Um, and then you got to be able to take a step back and think, okay, well, is that going to be seen as too big of an ask or reasonable, right? Uh, you got to be truthful that way, right? If we look at the strategic innovation fund, which is a, a big program that a lot of SMEs can never get a, a hand on because it's, it's, a, it's a big, big give. We're talking about uh, $20 million projects and above, right? So, and when we're talking about 20 million, it means that it's a, a minimum 10 million, uh, give from the government and a 10 million from the company putting into the project, right? Uh, so for that, you're eliminating a lot of SMEs. But e even, even if you have a, a, a larger SME that's saying, okay, yeah, I've got a really innovative project. I'm going to put 10 million in and I'm asking for 10, 10 million. It's going to be tough to get that. If it's putting uh, 50 million in and I'm asking for five or six million, then it might be accepted, right? But again, it's it's going to be a difficult question, sort of question to answer. Yeah. 
Okay. But there are, from what I'm hearing is, is there, there, the, the funding can be quite large depending on the size of the projects. Uh, one interesting thing that you mentioned, um, and we, we hear this from time to time, is, is, is that innovation or automation is about taking jobs away. Um, but you brought up a really neat part is, is that, uh, um, that automation can also be looked upon as um, providing jobs. Do you have any insight on that? Have you ever heard that before, or do you have any information or um, your own opinion on from from a yeah, statement no, like that? Yeah, we hear definitely we hear it all the time, and it's uh, it's not about taking jobs away; it's about uh, transitioning jobs to another area, so a different sort of job. Um, so you're training, you're hiring different people. You know, when you're talking about automation, obviously you're you're hiring engineers, so a higher profile job. Uh, you're training, you're taking people that are there and training them differently to do their job a little bit differently. Um, and then if, if that's a real true innovation, then that company is going to start to scale and, uh, they're going to start hiring others as well as they begin exporting and, and broadening. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, so the the part here isn't about reducing jobs, but the from what I'm hearing from you, the the better focus is is on innovating, doing things better, and increasing throughput, increasing productivity, um, working towards being innovative so that uh, um, your business can uh, can scale up, which then you're going to need more people, and you're going to need uh, more innovation. You're going to need uh, staff and, and as, as well through those types of projects that you do actually hire various kinds of trades too, to, to support that growth. That's, That's right. very interesting. Yeah. So it's a shift, it's a shift of jobs, a different type of uh, employee, a different type of skill set, And, um, and then it's, it's more, you know, even if there is, even, even at, at the onset, if it's, an elimination of five jobs and a creation of five jobs down the road, it'll likely lead to better efficiencies and other sort of jobs. Okay. Good stuff. Have you ever, have you ever heard of the term in, in your investing uh, in entrepreneurial career uh, about impact investing? Impact investing. So you're talking about like uh social impact, green technology impact, that sort of thing. Yeah. In investing from a, from a point of view of, of uh, evaluating how you impact versus looking at it from a cost yeah, basis. And, and, I mean, it's connected to that, right? So, and it goes back to what we just said, right? Because like I said, if the five jobs eliminated now means f only five jobs of a different skill set, there's going to be an impact further down the road, which is more about the efficiency, the green, green technology, um, higher skilled uh, employees that are earning more and I guess giving back to the tax base in a different way, you know, so, so then, yeah. then, then the colleges and universities have to train people differently. So th there is an impact outside of that, right? Definitely. Good stuff. Yeah. Thanks, Joe. Thanks very much, Eric. Thanks for listening to the Making Things Better podcast presented by J Automation. If you are a manufacturer that wants to make things better, subscribe to our podcast, follow us on LinkedIn or Facebook at J Automation, or download our design first white paper at jautomation.com.